Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, June 5th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the debt limited deal is done. Now what? Number two, investigation nation. And number three, the latest from K Street Campus. All right, let's get into it. The number one story of the morning. It's Monday morning. The House is in session. The Senate returns tomorrow. President Joe Biden is hosting the British Prime Minister at the White House on Thursday. And on Friday, Biden heads to the newly renamed Fort Liberty. It used to be Fort Bragg in North Carolina. On Capitol Hill, the end of the months-long debt limit fight means a potentially catastrophic default isn't in the cards until mid-2025 at the earliest. But that doesn't mean that the budget drama is over for Washington or that the bipartisanship of last week is something that will last. It isn't. And let me just clue you in. It won't. But congressional leaders have pledged to finish the 12 annual spending bills in regular order this year for the first time in decades. Yes, decades. That will take some cooperation, especially in the Senate. With only six weeks in session before the August break, it is going to be a busy couple of months. Speaker Kevin McCarthy undeniably stronger now than he was before the debt limit showdown will have to deal with serious unhappiness on his right flank. McCarthy and his allies are confident that they can beat any attempt by the House Freedom Caucus or conservative critics to use a motion to vacate to unseat him. Yet conservatives can cause real problems for McCarthy over a budget resolution or appropriate bills. They're fundraising against their own leadership's failure to cut spending back to fiscal year 2022 levels. They're also angry that McCarthy relied on Democrats to pass the rule for the Fiscal Responsibility Act, and they'll seek to blow something up somewhere soon. House Republicans also will continue to press their investigations into Biden, his family, and the broader administration. We have a lot more on that in Investigation Nation. Look for pressure to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, as well as Attorney General Merrick Garland. McCarthy and the GOP leadership may see this as a safety valve of sorts. Let rank-and-file House Republicans press ahead on this front in order to deflect some of the anger aimed at the Speaker. House GOP leaders will continue to press culture war issues, too, as Biden gears up for his 2024 re-election run. Just this week, the House will vote on H.R. 1640, that is the Save Our Gas Stoves Act, as well as H.R. 1615, the Gas Stove Protection and Freedom Act. Other Republican-drafted bills up for a vote include the RAINS Act to cut down on federal regulations and the Separation of Powers Restoration Act, which is designed to change how much weight federal judges give to executive branch agencies' actions during lawsuits. While none of these bills will go anywhere in a Democratic-run Senate, they're all touchstones for the GOP base. Conservative activists are challenging the influence of federal regulators as they try to overturn the Chevron case via the Supreme Court. This would be a major blow to Biden's climate agenda. But the expected struggle over a Ukraine-focused Pentagon supplemental package, we previewed this late last week, will likely be the biggest clash of the fall. 
there's a sizable group of Republican lawmakers who want to scale back or even end such funding, including the leading Republican presidential candidates. So this will be a major flashpoint. Ukrainian forces are expected to launch a counteroffensive soon, and Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is already expressing concern about what will happen after the 2024 election. With non-defense discretionary spending essentially frozen and conservatives looking for a pound of flesh after McCarthy turned to Democrats to win that key procedural vote on the Fiscal Responsibility Act, there'll be numerous sharp policy disputes as appropriators try to put together the fiscal year 2024 bills. Think abortion, climate change, diversity and critical race theory, guns, border security, COVID, the FBI and weaponizing government will all be controversies that lawmakers have to wade through. On another note, the fate of Julie Sue, Biden's nominee for labor secretary, will be a more immediate concern for the White House and Senate Democrats. Sue's nomination has been hung up in the Senate for weeks in the face of united Republican opposition. Three moderates, Democrats Joe McMansion of West Virginia, John Tester of Montana, as well as Senator Kirsten Sinema, the independent from Arizona, are all undecided. Sue's fate rests with these three. Cinema, in particular, is seen as the key vote by union insiders. The AFL-CIO and other labor unions will once again begin running ads in Arizona and nationally this week in support of Sue. However, there isn't expected to be any action on her nomination this week on the Senate floor. The delay will undoubtedly again raise questions about whether Sue can be confirmed. In the meantime, Sue is continuing to run the Labor Department in an acting role, and the Senate will be focused on other nominations, both judicial and executive, during this abbreviated Tuesday to Thursday week. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, Investigation Nation. Our very own Max Cohen once again tracking what Republicans are doing when it comes on the investigation front. House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Comer, the Republican from Kentucky, will finally view an FBI document today that he's been battling the Bureau over for weeks. But even with the new access, Comer is amplifying his feud with the FBI, vowing to move ahead with a contempt vote against Director Christopher Wray later this week. To review... In May, Comer requested access to an FBI document that provides a summary of an informant tip about an alleged bribery scandal involving then-Vice President Joe Biden. Today, Comer will review that FD-1023 form, which isn't evidence of any wrongdoing. But that has far from satisfied Comer, who is demanding the FBI go further and hand over the document to the Oversight Committee. Currently, the Bureau is only allowing Comer and the panel's top Democrat, Representative Jamie Raskin, the Democrat from Maryland, to view the document in camera at a secure facility on the House side. Comer is pledging to mark up a resolution this week holding Ray in contempt of Congress for refusing to fully comply with his subpoena. Democrats are very unhappy of this decision, claiming Comer is playing politics, despite Ray making a good faith effort to accommodate the oversight request. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa, and Comer's partner in the quest for this FD-1023 didn't help matters much when he told Fox News late last week that, quote, we aren't interested in whether or not the accusations against Vice, against Vice President Biden are accurate or not. 
Grass's point was that the congressional investigators are focused more on how the FBI dealt with the tip when it was submitted in mid-2020. But Democrats jumped on the comment as evidence the raid flap was partisan in nature. So what exactly does the document in question pertain to? Raskin told CNN on Sunday he believes it has to do with Ukraine and Rudy Giuliani. This allegation was deemed by former President Donald Trump's DOJ as insufficient to move ahead with any action against Biden. We'll be watching this closely as the two see the document and the fallout afterward and whether Republicans continue to move ahead and pressing for the full committee to see the document. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning. We are back with the K Street canvas. And this is a really interesting one. One of Speaker Kevin McCarthy's favorite lines. Since winning the gavel during January's grueling floor fight is that he's been underestimated by the media, congressional Democrats, and the Washington establishment. Fresh off of his debt limit bill victory, the latest results from our survey of K Street leaders prove provide him a validation of sorts. Around 76% of downtown leaders say McCarthy has been more effective than they initially believed he'd be after winning the speakership. The Canvas K Street survey was conducted May 8th through 26th in partnership, as always, with the Locust Street Group. The passage of the Fiscal Responsibility Act last week also proved the majority, 57% of our respondents, were correct to have confidence about our political leader's ability to negotiate a solution to raise the debt limit. The deal was a significant win for McCarthy. The Speaker kept some of the key policy priorities Republicans had sought including, of course, expediting permitting reform for energy projects, cutting government spending, implementing two years of spending caps, and new work requirements for social welfare programs. President Joe Biden, though, protected his legislative achievements from last Congress in, as well. So he won, too. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also go deeper on everything we talked about this morning and more by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.